0: Hi everybody this is Carlon Chando back from the Brazilian Grand Prix uh, it's been um, a bit of a strange trip I'll be honest uh, the uh, there was a lot of tension in the paddock given the issues happening outside the circuit we were very fortunate that um, you know our friends from Mercedes Williams Pirelli the FIA nobody was was hurt although um, you know some of them had their belongings taken away so it was a generally a bit of a tense atmosphere uh, at the weekend, even before we talk about stuff on track. So um, let's talk about the stuff on track. I think there are a couple of standout performances. Um, you know, you have to talk about Vettel because ultimately he did what he does best. Once Seb gets in the lead of a Grand Prix, he very rarely mis- makes a mistake and or relinquishes it. Um, I think Austin this year comes to mind as a as one of those rare races but you think of all those wins he racked up with Red Bull where he'd you know get in front break the DRS and then just disappear off into the distance and that's kind of what he did here he's very very good and once he gets in front putting his foot down and breaking that uh, crucial gap to the DRS and you know Valtteri had you know an opportunity or they tried to create an opportunity I think uh, Mercedes around the pit stops but they were never really close enough. You know, 1.9 seconds, I think, was the gap. And that's why we heard Tony Ross on the radio to Valtteri saying, look, try and close it down. And he just didn't have enough pace to do it, um, which was a little bit disappointing um, from from their side, I think, because, you know, Lewis displays some amazing pace. But we have to bear in mind that, um, you know, before we... Um, Offer any criticism towards Valtteri? We have to bear in mind that Lewis had a new power unit, um, and that allowed him to run the higher power mode for a lot of the Grand Prix, and that really contributed to his pace. I think you saw, um, uh, you know, Valtteri having to manage his pace a little bit, uh, a bit like the Merck guys, but uh, a bit like the Ferrari guys. But even so, um, I think he would have hoped to get a bit closer to Seb and try and make that undercut work. It didn't quite work out. So it was pretty status quo up at the front. I mean, the pace was strong. I think, um, you know, the guys were pushing really hard. There was very low tyre deck, although there was a little bit of blistering. But the actual wear was quite low, which meant that the drivers were able to push quite hard all the way through the Grand Prix. know, for a lot of the Grand Prix, in fact, at a a pretty high pace. So it was quite a physical race, I think, for all the drivers. Um, Lewis made probably the most shocking mistake we've seen um, from him in qualifying in a very long time. I mean, I don't know how... I'm trying to think when was the last time we saw him make a mistake and crash like that. Um, or, Or, in fact, saw any of the leading championship contenders crash out in qualifying in, in the on the first lap of the session so you know normally that's a phase where the top three teams can sort of cruise around often on the harder tire and just get through and uh, so it was really surprising to see him drop it, it obviously that you know the the car was tricky to drive um, and the track is bumpy you know Interlagos an old school circuit which I love it was great to see you know, big curbs, grass on the edge of the circuit, bumps, you know, the drivers really having to earn their money. And you can see as Lewis climbed the hill towards um, Ferradura, the turn 6-7, however you want to call it, the back of the car was just bobbing around a little bit. And when he turned in, the, it just went away from him and he had no chance to catch it at that speed. So. um Yeah, it was a a bit of a shock up and down the paddock to see that. Uh, As I say, not something we see very often. But then, on Sunday, I thought he was just stellar. Um, I think there was one standout moment for me, or there was one phase of the Grand Prix that was a standout, which is when the two Ferraris and Bottas pitted. Uh, Lewis was obviously still out on the soft tyre. And he somehow want tyres that had done 29 laps, was doing pretty much the same lap times as Valtteri was doing at that time. And, you know, as a driver, you're driving around, um, you know, in his case, I can imagine he's, he's managed his race all the way through. But still, having done 29 laps, to still think I need to have rubber, enough rubber to attack um, at this phase because that's going to win me track position compared to other people... Uh, you know that that takes a great amount of discipline in the first part of the race in traffic, um, and then he really unleashed that performance, and that allowed him to jump the red bulls and um, or get you know he passed Max on track in the end. But uh, it, it, I think that was a very important phase of the Grand Prix when he had free air to to win that lap time. Um, but ultimately, you could see once again that when the Mercs got behind the Ferraris they struggle to follow. And that's why, again, it comes back to my point about uh, people who are critical of Valtteri, saying he could have done more to win the race. I think it's difficult because it, the Merck does seem to struggle behind um, other, other cars. And when he was behind the, uh, the, the leading Ferrari, just didn't have the pace to, to stay close enough to get in the DRS. And the same with Lewis, when he got behind Kimi, um, despite having that fresher engine, as I said, he, he couldn't quite do enough to attack. Kimi did a good job to manage his energy uh, and battery power, use it in critical parts of the track, namely turn 12, up to the start-finish line. So, you know, Kimi had to think about it, but he didn't really seem to be under, um, under attack. I don't think Lewis ever got close enough to make the move. Um, who else? Let's talk about the Red Bulls. Really um, a subpar weekend for the team. They, they just um, didn't seem to have the performance. Christian said to me that he believed it was just because they didn't have the straight line speed. A lot of uphill climbs here um, out of turn 4, out of turn 12. Um, and he felt that they just didn't have the grunt to power up the hill. and Because... Um, you know, obviously, watching from the outside, you're a bit confused as to how Max can win the Grand Prix by 20 seconds, but even more in Mexico last time, and then come here and be nowhere. Um, they put it down to to power and straight line speed. So uh, um, you know, we'll see. Um, I think Abu Dhabi as well could be quite difficult for them. We've got two long straights again, that could be quite difficult and. Uh, even in between those long straights, you've got a couple of shorter straights as well. Start-finish one, for example, and uh, the run-through turns two and three should be pretty easy flat this year in the 2017 cars. So, yeah, I think this could be pretty tough for them next time. Um, Felipe Massa, I thought, did a really good job. Um, he's always very, very good in Interlagos. And true to form, he was, um, you know, he was very competitive. Right from the first free practice, I went out to watch trackside in the first free practice session for a change and it was nice to see, um, you know, some of the high speed corners that Felipe looked really committed straight from FP1 and um, he carried that form through till the Grand Prix to to beat Fernando, uh, hold off Perez, you know, it was a really strong performance and I think he he was obviously very happy and he should be very proud of that last uh, Interlagos performance, so... Um, yeah, that's pretty much my summary. It wasn't the most exciting Grand Prix in Brazil, though, it was it? You know, I think we had a bunch of activity at the front uh, at the start. We had a bit of activity towards the end, and in the middle, it sort of settled down. We were just having to watch the Lewis and Ricardo um, battles come through. So, uh, yeah, not not the most exciting Brazilian Grand Prix, considering that is normally one of the most dramatic venues uh, on the F1 calendar. Six championships have been settled there, so a little little bit of the fizz has gone out of it. But anyway, on to Abu Dhabi. See you then.